Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio on this Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. Coming to you live from the sauna at the Odyssey Studios here in uh, Pittston. What better way to, to go? We should be out of here soon, but man, it gets hot in here. We're going to have to have the door open for a lot of today. So if you hear some uh, external sounds, I apologize in advance, but it's been in the 90s in this studio for most of the week. You know, I. I Dealt with it yesterday because I wanted to give you guys the the best show I could without any interruptions. And, uh, you know, if I was to break down, I didn't really need to door open and have the other hosts here and staff to to see that stuff. So we we had the door closed yesterday. But I've had enough. The door's open from this point on. But hopefully we're in the new studio tomorrow. Uh, How's your Tuesday going? How was your week? Did you hug your family last night? Did you call them and tell them you love them? You should. You should do it each and every day. Um... I've made it a habit, and it's funny how you it, it it takes what do they say? It takes thirty something days to create a habit. I I have to look up the actual specifics to it. If you do something every day, once you hit thirty something days, I believe it it becomes a natured habit where you can continue it. So that's all you have to push. If you're trying to become more healthier, if you're trying to eat healthier, if you're trying to exercise more, if you're trying to do anything, read more. Um, you know, listen to uh, your favorite podcast or something, you know, try and stick it out for, for at least 40 days. Uh, Cause I'm not sure the exact day and um, you'll get in that habit of doing it. But uh, you know, I made it a point a long time ago that I, I end every conversation with my children, every conversation with my loved ones, with, with my parents when they were still here uh, with, I love you. And uh, you know, it was uh, one of my kids, we won't say which one, um, but one of them is kind of uh, resistant. You get the mumble I love you, out of them. But, you know, after that habit is created and you continue and you let them know that it's not going to stop because I, I won't get off the phone until they respond back. Um, not only did I say it, but I want to make it important that they understand it and that something they carry on throughout their lives with their families as they get them and their loved ones. Uh, but now I'm, I'm getting more clearer. I love you's back or I love you, too. And uh you know, it's just something that, that I've seen firsthand that the regret of not saying that, not saying that enough. We've heard uh, yesterday, if you were listening to a lot of the phone calls, 9-11, it was people saying, you know, I've never told you enough that I love you or just know that I love you and stuff. Make sure without an event, without a tragic event, a trauma event or something where you think something may be on the line to, to make something as simple as that a regular habit because, uh, you know, it is something that matters and it's something that other people do notice i i notice that uh you know when i when i say it to my daughters or say it to my son and he responds back and other people are in earshot uh, i've had the comments or the, the my son's friends or my daughter's friends were like you know that's really nice that your dad or your mom says that to you or that's really nice that you know you say that that your husband says that to you or this really nice that he you know says those things in public to you or just every time you end a conversation so it is noticed, and it shouldn't be. It should be the norm with your loved ones. I mean, we do love them. It's as simple as that. You could be angry at them. You could be mad at them. You can be disappointed in them. But that love never changes, regardless of what that is. Um, regardless of what happens, not what that is. So, uh, you know, on this nine twelve, I want to stress that fact. I want to stress, you know, if you did not call your parents, your grandparents, your kids yesterday, do it Do it today. Do it your first chance today. A lot of them may be in school right now when they get home from school. 
and get into that habit, not, not to embarrass them, but just make it the normal routine, the habit of what you do and what you want from your family, for your, for your bubble, for your circle of loved ones. Let them know that, hey, I'm not afraid to, to express my feelings towards you. I'm not afraid that anybody else hears that. It, more people should hear that. Maybe it'll wake them up to say, hey, you know what? I like that. Maybe I'll start saying that you know, to, to my children every time I get off the phone with them. And I don't care if it's getting out of the car, dropping them off to school. I don't care. if, it, And if they're embarrassed by it, tough. You know, I'm not here to embarrass you. It's going to be an, it, the norm. That's what it, we're striving to do with it. Make it the norm on this uh, 912 because we live like 912. We should live like, like it's 912. And, and I posted today, hopefully it does not take another 911 to have us live like it's 912. And uh, we've kind of lost our way in 22 years. Partisan politics, everything. Uh, you know, I, I played clips yesterday from, from two different presidents, two different ideologies, two different backgrounds, but the commonality was the same. One nation under God. One, uh, you know, the nation, America as a whole will never back down. America as a whole will never relent. And now we're, we're at war with ourselves for the most part. And it's not an outright war. But you get what I'm saying, you know, between the media and the narratives and everything else, because this stuff, it gives people something to do. People, that's why we watch the, the, the real housewives of this or the Desperate Housewife TV show or, or The Bachelor or, or what's the one, The Jersey Shore, you know, all these reality shows, because they, they want this, uh, how, how do you put it? They, they, people want nonsense and then you know i wish they they they'd bring back more of the family shows the the type of shows where you can sit with your family and just sit around and laugh forget about politics forget about you know the issues of the day and, and just have a sitcom i mean you're you're you, you go back to my generation you're, you're gilligan's island you're three's company you're, you're there were tons of shows you know your cosby show um you know where they they purposely made a a show bill cosby's whole meaning behind that was to to show communities that hey this is a way to go too this is a way that we could live as well we need more of that and, and i don't see the media i don't see our movie studios i don't see anyone in that realm our news going in that direction because because controversy sells when people are at each other throat at each other's throats it sells it gives them a news cycle. It gives them a reason to send camera crews all over the country because hopefully something tragic happens. Hopefully something bad comes out of this. Hopefully there's a riot. These are the conversations that they had. Hey, we're going to send two reporters and some crews out there with this because we think, you know, we're hoping there's a riot there. And they, those are the exact thing that these producers, that these editors that thrive on this, that's what they say. That, these are the conversations that they have. And it's like, how, how do you hope for that? Well, because it gives them content, it gives them an advertised boost, and everything's based on money. That's where we've lost our way. Everything is uh, based on money. Um, looking at some text messages coming in now. So, Rob, it's raining up north. Uh, is it putting out those fires in Canada? The last I checked, there's many fires still burning. I can actually pull it up uh, during the next break. But um, the snowpack is the only thing. You know, a heavy rainstorm is not going to put out a, an entire raging fire. It may, may knock it down a little bit, but it will not put it out. 
the snowpack is the only thing I'm hearing that that's up there. Now they've been uh, all over the counties in Northeast Pennsylvania d- doing a hell of a job. PennDOT's done a great job in getting stuff open. I know the Abington School District is on their second day of not having classes, not only for the own, their own damage that they suffered, but their their school bus routes are are impassable. Some of them. So until they get the go ahead that there's detours enough to get the their pop school student population to school. Um, you know, they're, they're on their second day. I'm going to try and get some updates, and I know they sent them out about things, but uh, they're saying Clark Summit received three and a half inches of rain during the deluge, and uh, 4.7 inches of rain fell in Clark's Green, and that's coming from the State Department of Transportation. County Emergency Management Director said the county's just starting to work with Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency and municipal officials to gather information of the damage of affected areas. At uh, the news conference at PennDOT office in Dunmore, State Trans- Transportation Secretary Mike Carroll said that 23 roads in Lackawanna County, Luzerne, and Wyoming counties are closed by flooding, 10 reopened by Monday morning. And I know they were hoping to have more open by today or this evening. PennDOT expected to reopen six others later in the day, including Route 11 through the Notch and the final seven by next Monday, he said. So there is a list out of what what they plan to have open shortly and, you know, when they when they're looking to get some Monday. But that's the most recent update from earlier this afternoon. There might be something a little more out there. But if you are dealing with it, let us know. 570-883-0098. Five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight. If you were affected by the, any of the floods, if you had damage, if you had your you know, washed away, you know, speaking to a lot of people that I know, uh, it, it was pretty hairy. Their their SUVs and car were moved by the rain. And I know people think, you know, I have an F one fifty, I have a big you know SUV, I have this car, I have that car. It has a high clearance. It doesn't matter your high clearance. It it doesn't take much moving water to lift your four tires off. So you can have two feet of clearance. If there's enough rushing water, and I'm by enough, I'm talking six, eight, ten inches. It doesn't take much depending on how fast that water's moving, how powerful that water is. To move your your pickup truck that may be lifted, your SUV that may be high off the road, your your new Ford Bronco or your new Land Rover, it doesn't matter because once that water lifts those four tires up, it doesn't matter if your car is six inches off the road or if it's twelve inches off the road. It's going to move it. And I spoke to a couple of people where their car was pushed until it finally was able to get traction and they were able to move out of it, but barely. And, um, you know, this is in the same area where, uh, tragically, the 61-year-old woman was swept away. And, uh, you know, the fast-moving water, she was with her, her long-term partner who was able to grab onto a pole. And uh, she came within six feet of floating by him, you know, and helpless. And these are the things that happen very quickly in these natural emergencies, these natural disasters. I mean, with the loss of life and the the millions of dollars of damage they're saying that's caused with everything that's going on between the counties that were affected. It's a... It's something you always need to take note on. When somebody says, you know, don't drive through water, they mean it. There's a reason for that. that. That's just not, hey, we want to inconvenience you to drive around or not be able to get to your house or your destination. And watching the the neighborhood sites like the Clark Summit or the Abington 
site Facebook pages where the community talks about each other. Someone's like, hey, I, I need to go downtown. To get, I need to go down to Nor- Northern Boulevard or Main Street to get some pizza. You know, no, there's a natural disaster outside. People being swept away. There's flooding going on. Everyone saw the pictures. They were told you were warned to stay off the roads. Yeah, I understand you're hungry, but, you know, you figure it out at home. Make some soup. Have a can of soup or something. Um, But when these advisories, these warnings, you know, don't drive through moving water, don't drive through high standing, high water. It's for a reason, because it's unsafe. And I know it's an inconvenience, but that's all it is. You don't need to change an inconvenience into... A life-changing event for you or your family. It's uh, Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. It's 3:21. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also get us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. What is it? 70, 70 degrees and mostly sunny outside. Humidity was low. It was nice. I appreciate uh, the good weather for a change. It, it was cool last night, so the the um, the grass was all wet, and I, I haven't been able to cut it yet, so it's getting taller and taller. You know those household chores that we all have to do. Went out to shock the pool today because I, you know, I saw it was uh, getting a little cloudy, and then realized that um, my pool pump burnt, burnt out as well. So I have to look into fixing that so I can get my pool circulating basically so I can close it up. So, uh, you know, those are the, the burdens of home ownership that we, we all deal with. And thankfully, it's just little stuff like that, that, uh, you know, it's a pain in the neck. You know, I'll have to run around. Hopefully, I can just get a new cord for it. It looks like, uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, with all the storms and everything we had, I thought there may have tripped the breaker, did not trip the breaker. And then I noticed my ground cable was knocked out of it. And uh, the plug was burnt out. So it could have been hit by a power surge. It could have been hit by lightning. It, it could have uh, just overheated and burnt out the, the cord. So I figure the the path to re- least resistance is to get a new cord for it, see if I can switch that out, and hopefully it works or gets me through this season anyway, and then maybe, maybe looking at a new pump last year. But it's a couple hundred dollars that I don't need to spend now just to close up the pool. Well, if you've been paying attention to what's going on in Washington, and Washington's gotten pretty uh, frisky today. There were were a bunch of things that happened. You have uh, Speaker McCarthy directs the House committees to open a formal impeachment inquiry into Biden's alleged involvement with Hunter's business dealings. So this is kind of a step that we knew was coming. He was on the fence with it. He says the House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Bush's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Now, with the Senate being in control by the Democrats, this is truly not going to go anywhere. It's it's pretty much from it's pretty much like uh, what they did with President Donald Trump. They went through the motions to say they can do it. It really didn't mean anything because it never went any further. It was never an official impeachment. As a matter of fact, they, they basically bill it now as, uh, you know, whoever it is is acquitted by the other chamber because they refuse to concur or um, add to it. But Representative Matt Gates got on the House floor today, earlier or later this afternoon, and basically put the Speaker Kevin McCarthy on notice saying that he's not upholding his agreement that made him speaker. And if he doesn't, 
he well, let me go back. The, he said that the House has only done two things: made Kevin McCarthy the Speaker of the House and gave the go-ahead for all the spending that Biden has has planned. And Matt Gates says we can change only one of those things now, and that would be referring to you know, asking for a vote to remove the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. So the Freedom Caucus is uh, digging their heels in, and it's getting sporty in Washington. We'll see where it goes. I don't know if they'll have the votes to do it, so, you know, I don't think that's a real threat. But the mere fact that that's the speech given on the uh, the floor of the House shows that um, there's not a united front, which is dangerous going into uh, a 2024 election season i mean election season the primaries are in full swing and we don't have a gop house majority in concurrence with themselves that's dangerous and you know i i think the democrats are moving around now a lot of what was done this weekend sending kamala harris to uh ground zero for the 9-11 memorial and a lot of talk of are you prepared to be the president and uh, trying to rebrand the vice president again after on a, her sixth or seventh attempt. But you could rebrand all you want. You can have the talking points now. Every task that she's been given has been a failure. The border is being the, the main top one of that, the most notable, where what has she done? Truly, what has she done? And even standing in New York at ground zero, where a lot of times politics takes a back seat, she was standing next to the mayor, Eric Adams, who all the newspapers in New York, all the media in New York says, you know, basically had a scowl on his face being next to the vice president who was doing nothing to help New York about the illegal migrants coming in that are bankrupting New York City to the fact where he's already said that any they have to. Every department in New York City has an immediate 5% cut to their budget, which will rise to 15% if they don't get help federally. Well, there's no help federally coming because it's not there. But yet New York City is still a sanctuary city. So when people like me, and you hear it often, elections have consequences, and this is a coined term from President Obama. He's the one who said it, throwing it in the Republicans' face, throwing it in conservatives' faces. Elections have consequences. Now you have me. Well, okay. Elections have consequences. Now, New York, I'm sorry, you have thousands, tens of thousands of illegal migrants bankrupting your city. Either you do something about it, and the first easiest thing you could do about it is the ceremonial stance, because that's really all it is, is saying we're no longer a sanctuary city. We cannot afford this. We cannot sustain this for the taxpaying people who elected me in New York City. We cannot do this anymore. We will do our best to help what we can, where we can, but we cannot just maintain this influx that's coming in because we are a sanctuary city. That hasn't happened. So you know what? I'm sorry, New York. Until you force their hand, your elected official's hand, you deserve everything you're getting. Same thing goes for the country with a Biden-Harris administration. I don't see us in a positive direction. If you do, or if you want to lie to yourself, or if you want to pretend that you can accept the higher costs, the inflation, 
everything that's going on, the reduction in your 401ks, your 501c, you know, everything. Then go on believing the way you believe because nothing's going to change until we do. There's a balance of power that goes back and forth for a reason. It keeps both sides humbled. Both sides are trying to gain a monopoly on that. I don't think either one is good for America. It's uh, 3.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michael. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 3.38 here in the station. 70 degrees and mostly sunny outside. Um, do you guys remember Rocky IV where uh, you know the agreement was made for Apollo Creed to fight the Russian? He came over and he, answers, he enters the ring all... You know, um, only in America and, you know, singing the song and dancing, wearing his red, white and blue American flag trunks, his top hat, his flags in each hand and his boxing gloves. He dances all around and um, then he gets knocked out by uh, by Drago and uh, was un- face down on the, the canvas on the in the ring. Well, that's pretty much what happened to Aaron Rodgers this this uh, yesterday, Monday. Jake, do I have you on? I'm right here, buddy. So, what kind of analogy is that? You think that kind of fits what happened? Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much an accurate description of it. I still cannot believe how just four plays into the season for the New York Jets that his season is over just like that. And initially, when he was sacked by Leonard Floyd, you know, it didn't. I mean, obviously, you saw that. You saw how he was he was holding on to his leg, and the first thing you thought was, oh, well, maybe he tweaked his ankle a little bit. But then when you saw him have to go to the tent and you saw the cart come out, then you sort of realized that it was something a lot more serious. And unfortunately, Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, he did confirm about 11 o'clock this morning that Aaron Rodgers ruptured his Achilles and is done for the season just that quick. And all that hype... All the expectations, every all the buzz that was surrounding the New York Jets, it was it was so weird because obviously everyone thought like, wow, this is our best chance to get back to the playoffs, to go far, to possibly win a Super Bowl for the first time in 55 years. And they found a way to win last night, but I think they found a way to win because of all the turnovers that you saw from Josh Allen. So... Yeah, definitely. I think the odds of the Jets winning the Super Bowl, it went from 18 to 1 down to 35 to 1 after last night. Yeah, because they put all their chips in that basket. They did not they did not uh recruit a good like a, a reliable backup. Zach Wilson is terrible. Yeah. He he's absolutely terrible and and not only from a talent standpoint, but also from a maturity standpoint as well. So, they're definitely going to have their hands full. They got to go to Dallas and take on the Cowboys and we all saw how dominant Dallas was on Sunday night against the Giants when they won 40 and nothing. So their season is definitely hanging in the balance because you hear about all these quarterbacks that they might pursue, whether, you know, Matt Ryan, I know he just took the job with CBS, Cam Newton. Um, you know, and it's funny because all you these got Brady out there. So. I, and it's funny because Jets fans, for obvious reasons, there's no quarterback that they despise for a long time than Tom Brady. And, you know, here we are one week in, no Tom Brady for the first time since 1999, and all these Jets fans are like, oh, come on, Brady, come to New York, we'll win a Super Bowl. And I'm sure, I I don't think it's going to happen. I think that that ship has truly sailed. 
But, I mean, if it did, I could see Joe Namath giving Tom his blessing to wear number 12. He was going to let Aaron wear number 12, but Aaron decided to go with eight since that was his, his number in college. But, yeah, it's, it's terrible because at Aaron's age, he's going to be 40 years old on December 2nd. And an Achilles tear, it's it's hard to overcome for anyone, period. But for 39 going on to 40, and here this was the beginning of his 19th season in the National Football League, I don't think that he's truly done for good. But it definitely it definitely begs the question whether or not we could have seen the last of Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's really, really unfortunate. And they have to get someone to that same style because they built an entire offense around Rodgers. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett was his offensive coordinator with Green Bay back in like 2020, 2021, the MVP seasons that Aaron was having. He got the job with the Denver Broncos. Obviously, that sort of crashed and burned last year, and he was fired the day after Christmas. And he took the job with the Jets, and from that point on, Aaron made it known that he wanted to be a Jet because of Nathaniel Hackett and because of that relationship that the two of them had in Green Bay. You know, that that was the main reason why he wanted to be there. And it's it's really, really unfortunate. And I think last night, it's it's funny because when I talked to you on Friday and I said, you know, Dan Campbell from the Detroit Lions – coach of the year but somehow someway if if the Jets do manage to get into the playoffs no doubt you have to give it to Robert Sala yeah easily no doubt so you were yeah. you were out in uh Steelers town this this weekend it didn't Ooh, work out for you but that, <laughs> it was it was a great day for Kelly not so much for for me I mean that that was that was brutal and I got to give credit to San Francisco I mean they dominated the Pittsburgh Steelers from start to finish top to bottom they outplay them. They clearly outcoach them. And the unfortunate thing with the Steelers is Cam Hayward, who truly is the leader of that locker room, he's out for two months because of a groin injury and more than likely is going to need surgery. Deontay Johnson, arguably their number one receiver, Deontay is going to miss a few weeks because of a hamstring injury. And that offensive line, they did not give Kenny Pickett a chance whatsoever in that game on Sunday. So... And that you know, everyone was everyone was saying, "Oh, watch out for the Steelers! Watch out for the Steelers!" They were so great in preseason. They were great in preseason because they were playing a bunch of backups. They were playing, you know, Buffalo, Tampa, Atlanta. They were playing all their backups. So it's no wonder why everybody was hyping them up. And I think it just shows the work that Pittsburgh needs to do. And at the same time, I feel like San Francisco, if they can stay healthy, that's always been their biggest issue. If they can stay healthy. No doubt in my mind they'll be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Well, it's good the Steelers learned that lesson up yeah. front early in the season, so hopefully they can make those adjustments. That yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you checking in. Great today. to have me on. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's uh, 344, almost 345 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. WILK News Radio, driven by Sherwood Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Tunkey. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. So it looks like the online betting company DraftKings apologized for using September 11th terror attacks to entice people to bet on baseball and football games. The Boston-based company offered a 9/11-themed promotion that required three New York baseball teams, the Yankees, Mets, and uh, New York-based teams, 
Yankees, Mets, and Jets to win their game Monday and the 22nd anniversary of the attacks of the World Trade Center Pentagon and the downing of the passenger jet 90, Flight 93 in Pennsylvania. After an outcry on social media from people offended by the promotion titled Never Forget, DraftKings took it down and apologized, which was the right thing. It was in poor taste. Some ad person somewhere made a bad decision that got through the channels. And, and I understand I see it, and that's why a lot of people in my atmosphere, unless they're raising money for something connected to first responders, military, you know, 9-11, such like that, they, they don't connect it anyway. 9-11 should not be monetized in any way. Um, you know, even the shirts that I get from Nine Line, I'm wearing their newest one right now, says uh, that for this year's, you know, anniversary... All the proceeds go to the Tunnels for Towers for that. All the proceeds that they get from it. And that's what a company should be doing when it comes to 9-11. So if they were to do this and give the money to Tunnels for Towers or something good like that, but they didn't. This was just a promotion. It's Rob O'Donnell here. It's time to go to the Bloomberg Money Minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. More and more people out of the area listening on that Odyssey app, and I really appreciate it. It's catching on in other places. Maybe we'll uh, be on the move soon. It's uh, So the president yesterday, usual to his normal gaffes, but more personal to me and those around us and insulting to a lot of Americans, is Joe Biden told another lie saying that he was at Ground Zero, he was at the World Trade Center site one day after 9-11 attacks, despite his own autobiography placing him in D.C. He claimed he saw the fireball caused by the plane that struck the Pentagon in northern Virginia from Washington's Union Station, when his own book says he merely saw a brown haze of smoke. Ground Zero in New York, I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. And I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell, Biden told U.S. troops in Anchorage, Alaska, on the 22nd anniversary of the terrorist attacks. It looks so devastating because uh, the way you could from where you could stand, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, the Pentagon and Virginia, I spent many 9-11 on those hollowed ground to bear witness Remember those we lost, he went on. Moments later, the president claimed that he saw the immediate aftermath of American Airlines Flight 77 strike the Pentagon. The plume of the fire that shot up in the sky in the Pentagon, I remember seeing as I got off the Amtrak train on my way to work at the United States Senate. I uh, I take offense to this, as uh, I'm sure a lot of you do. His repeated lying about things to want to connect with people that he's talking to is becoming extremely problematic. He does it far too often, and if he's doing it to connect with people that he's just talking to, strangers, the public, I mean, in this point, you know, the troops that he was at there. When he was at the Naval Academy, he told the, the graduating class that, you know, he was offered admission to the Naval Academy and chose not to come. He did not. And then the facts he told or who would gave him the nomination and when he would come, A, that person wasn't in office at the time that he would have gotten a nomination, and B, he was too old to, accept, to, to apply to begin with. 
at that age for the year he said that it happened. And this is on and on and on. But if he's if he's making these things up to appease the crowd he's addressing, what is he doing while he's sitting in the Oval Office? What is he doing when he's in China? What is he doing when he's dealing with Iran outside of you know returning $6 billion to them and negotiating? He could have simply addressed. There was enough controversy. And again, I could care less if he had decided to address in Anchorage, Alaska. He was with troops. I, I can articulate that. I can understand that. I'm not going to dwell on something as simple as that on the anniversary of 9-11. He was around troops. He was addressing them. But the lie that he was at these places, that he was more involved than he was when he wasn't, is just uh, becoming extremely problematic. Because, again, like I said, if he's doing these things to appease a crowd he's addressing, what is he doing with our foreign leaders that he's meeting? What is he doing with the with the people around him that are pushing him in a more and more extreme way. And to be honest with you, when I was at the Lackawanna County 9-11 Memorial yesterday speaking, not a single active Lackawanna County commissioner was there, took the time to stop by. And yes, I know they'll use their state of emergency that they weren't doing anything for at that time. But you have the Scranton police chief and 20 of his members. You have 20 uh, Scranton fire department members there. Where were you, commissioners? All three of you. All three of you. Matt McGloin, who's running for commissioner, was the only one there. And again, totally apolitical. He wa- he showed up quietly, sat there, and as soon as it ended, he left. He didn't glad hand, wasn't shaking hands, wasn't doing this or that. Matter of fact, I wanted to speak to him after the event, and he was already gone. Changes may change the way I vote. Something as simple as that. You're paid to do a job. When your county has a memorial on 9-11, you show up. It's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. It's the top of the hour. We'll be back after this.